Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello there. Episode four of the, well, it's not getting called that, is it? What's it getting called? Chapters? Parts. It's getting oh. called parts. Part four uh, of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Moving too quick again. 30-something minutes. I just feel eight episodes is a sweet spot rather than six for these limited type series. But here we are. And um, Yeah, it's I, quite surprising that we're two-thirds of the way through already. It's like such a I, uh, and we say this before it always just seems even though it's it's longer than films but it seems like there's less time i don't know why i think it's because <laughs> the way it's split up maybe that's the reason why um but another very interesting episode i i, I enjoyed this episode i i'm just wondering what the levels are of where, that we're going to get of how i mean obi-wan's getting more force sensitive again like regaining his force abilities and powers i'm just hoping maybe this tails off in that i mean we we've already had the gigantically epic anakin and obi-wan fight but you just want more because it feels like such a long time ago because then the fight or the coming together of them in a new hope is very brief um, of Obi-Wan and Darth Vader so which I'm just hoping for a bit more of a like which we'll probably get but you just you kind of like will we get it I don't know because he's still not fully quite there yeah and you don't know whether they've kind of spent a lot of the the fight on episode three and whether maybe this will lead to a different fight at the, at the end of this season and perhaps we'll have a kind of more worthy Obi Wan Vader matchup in in you know in season two or something because um, I feel that yeah like now that we're two thirds of the way through I feel like this series is kind of very much becoming more of a setup for Obi Wan to kind of rediscover his powers have some cause you know get behind the rebellion and 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 happenings and I feel that this is more of a setup rather than a way of kind of you know getting him back to his, his full glory really. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. I, I thought this episode was also like very interesting, filled with you know more details than we've seen kind of the previous ones of the Empire setup and the Inquisitors, and you know we we go to um, what, what, the fortress is Fort Inquisitorius, I believe it's called. Um, well, yeah, which I just thought was hilarious. <laughs> fortress Inquisitorius. What a <laughs> <laughs> Why call it anything different? You know, it's. But the Inquisitors live, it's a fortress, you know, in the middle of the sea. 
it that just it just reminded me of like in the film Avatar when the the precious metal is called unobtainium. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Like straight to the point. You know, it's hard to get. It's unobtainium. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> hard to get. It's like aluminium, and uh, but yeah, unobtainium. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was uh, very funny. Also, I don't know about you, but throughout this episode, I thought there were loads of kind of little um, beats or sort of, um, I wouldn't say tributes, but little similarities with the original trilogy. Just certain mm-hmm. things, like even like at the beginning when you have Obi-Wan and the Bacta tank, like that, you know, reminds of, of you know, on Hoth when, when Luke is, is, is healing uh, in Empire Strikes Back. There was like kind of that moment and also when they were kind of within the fortress later on, you know, Obi-Wan uses his, that that force power he has where he kind of makes a noise and it distracts stormtroopers, you know, again, from A New Hope, you know, when he's on a mission kind of walking around. There was one or two other things as well. Um, Uh, They use the, he uses the exact same little like walkie-talkie thing that Luke uses with C-3PO. Yeah, and and even the scene um, where Leia is about to get tortured, that reminded me of... um, Towards the end of of Empire Strikes Back, when you know Luke's on um, in Cloud City, and you know, like they're setting up the trap there, like some of the kind of the cinematography of that was similar to, and also because of the way they're using the lights and making it quite dark and ominous, I I felt that there was kind of hints of uh, you know that Empire Strikes Back scene. Um, So I don't, I, I was kind of quite giddy, kind of picking out these little these little sort of cherries throughout the episode. There, there was a, a few kind of things which, you know, I thought was a, a kind of fun tribute. Uh, I don't know if others picked up on that, but I definitely felt that there was some, some similarities. Well, and then, of course, you had the uh, snow speeders at the end as well from Empire Strikes Back. Um, but I do like that they just spent the whole episode within this particular fortress yeah. space. Um and I think we got we got the little um what are they called the mouse droids, you know the little ones the little black ones that zip around on the floor. He had a couple of those chucked in there because those guys are always hanging about uh, Empire, <laughs> so, um just doing their thing. <laughs> yeah, no one really knows what they're doing, but maybe they're like <laughs> they're going to be like revealed as like you know Empire Rumbas or something, just going around like cleaning, you know. <laughs> it's just constantly cleaning. <laughs> That's it. Little DJ Rumbas. <laughs> Constantly going around the little fortress is like, look, there's only one way this place stays this clean. And shiny. <laughs> and shiny at all points. But I really want to hope one day you're just walking down these corridors and a door maybe opens to like a private um, bedroom quarters to one of the stormtroopers. And it's just really colourful. And he's like, just, just want to make it feel like home, you know. <laughs> like a really cosy little bedroom, like a little nook in the side, in the yeah. side of one of these really black, grey, shiny grey corridors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they have, they always have. I'm rewatching the episode. Um, and uh, I always, uh, this is this is just silly things to look upon. There never seems to be, I don't know why I'm picking up on this, but every time you're at an Empire base, there's never anywhere to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're at a control centre, there's always just big, vast open spaces with no yeah. seats. <laughs> everyone's just always on edge (laughs) yeah everyone's walking around with a purpose maybe like trying to find a seat as well you know 
limited seats. Yeah. So we've got to get there like ASAP before everyone takes them. You know. <laughs> and also, when when we first get, um, I've forgotten her character's name, the ally. Uh, now, yeah, when we first get her going into this base, it's like why why do em- empire people just judge everybody all the time? They're like. Yeah. You like, shouldn't. Who are you? She's like, wearing the exact you same. You don't have the admittance to enter. The yeah, she's wearing the exact same stuff everyone else is, and also she's your senior. Like what? That's that's straight away yeah. attitude, isn't it? You don't deserve to be here, you regional manager. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't your store. Yeah, your place. <laughs> I, I love that scene actually. When when she kind of just turns around and was like, "Oh God, I'm rumbled." Actually. I'm going to pull rank on this guy, you know? And then all yeah, of a sudden yeah. he's just there like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Like, <laughs> upset the manager. It's like, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, and then yeah, it's yeah. just unbelievably awkward for, for the next two minutes. He's yeah. like, yep, that was the wrong one to challenge. Yeah. Well done, Bertie. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I really like that scene. I also, um, in the previous scene, when, you know, you have the the kind of mission set up where you have like the sort of, early rebels you know planning the mission um and you have the actor you know o'shea jackson yeah, um, yeah. who is ice cube's son he is he indeed portrayed, and he portrayed him in straight out of compton of course he looks exactly like ice cube but he yeah, looks he exactly him. like ice cube so much to the point when he first turned around i'm like ice cube yeah <laughs> exactly but i love that scene when he first turns around when you know everyone's like oh you know what has the empire done to you and he just turns around like Oh, I've got a story for you. Like I've suffered too. And then he, and like as soon as I saw that, I was like, "Oh, this guy, this guy's got something to tell him." And then he like tells him about his wife and stuff and how she was sensitive. And it was like, "Yeah, what do you what do you say to that now, everyone? Like maybe you shouldn't judge, huh?" Yeah, yeah. Balls in your court, Mister Kenobi. <laughs> yeah, like, we're all affected by the Empire here. Jeez, you know, it's like. But I think that's kind of part of you know, Obi Wan realizing. And he's been out in the wilderness so long that actually it is, I mean, even though he should know this, but it is impacting everyone from like all walks of life. And, and actually, like, you know, maybe one thing he didn't realize is how thorough the Inquisitors are and, and Vader is in yeah. finding people who are force sensitive and, and then like removing them from the fold or doing whatever they want with them, really. So, yeah, maybe that was just something he, you know, he, he kind of underestimated, really. Yeah, maybe so. I'm kind of really hoping um, that we're just going to get for the final two episodes, and I say this so much, but I just I hope we just get some more time to kind of because we've got some great characters that we've been introduced to in this series, especially the Inquisitors, and I know we get to spend a fair bit of time with them, but I just feel we could spend more, and I would love to see them all in action over the course of over the next two episodes because there's just so much to dive into there isn't there unless we're getting a spin-off well not a spin-off series but another series that has inquisitors focused in on it i just don't feel we are we're gonna well i don't feel that there's been enough of them so far it's a weird thing to complain about but it's because i loved the grand inquisitor i loved rupert friend the actor's um role and and then he was taken out after the second episode. I was like, oh damn, because I kind of love their dynamic between them. I know you've got the bitter other bitter inquisitors who just they all just nobody trusts each other. Um, but I just yeah. I'm just really hopeful that there's there's way more. I mean, yeah. maybe this. I mean, there's the possibilities, isn't there? 
I, I haven't been thinking about it this whole entire time, but you can have an Ahsoka come into this yeah. quite easily. So it'd be interesting if there's any help or a, um, oh, I've forgotten his name, from Rebels. But, oh, why have I forgotten his Ezra. Uh, and I don't know if you, you haven't seen the animation Rebels, have you? No, I haven't. But he, was he the one at the beginning of Bad Batch who escaped... Yeah. Statistics, yeah. Uh, well, no, his master was. That's was. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so Ezra is obviously to people who have seen Rebels, which I'm sure most people have. Maybe um, he's kind of the the main Jedi from that series who ends up going away. Nobody quite knows where he's gone. So it'd be interesting to see if maybe he appears, or maybe Cal from the. Um, Forgotten the name of the famous Star Wars game that was released a couple of years ago. Fallen Order. Or... Fallen Order. That's the one. Pow. I just feel that maybe we might get, maybe if Obi-Wan's not quite up to the level of, which he isn't, of Darth Vader, we might get double team. Like, it yep. wouldn't be great to have, like, Darth Vader, three Inquisitors against Obi-Wan and another Jedi and have it all out like, whammo! Yeah, yeah. Who comes back with purple lightsaber? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just his his body without the head, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or it's just the lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I, I also, you know, the other inquisitor that we keep seeing, the fifth brother, uh, played by Sung Kang. Mm. Um, he seems really angry, and I want to see what he's capable of doing uh, in anger because he just seems to be. Um, sort of a very angry second in command, who's who deserve feels like he deserves, you know, the kind of to be the leader of the Inquisitors. But you, you, we're still not really sure what he's doing to earn that title in comparison to Third Sister, mm. who's a- actively, you know, uh, torturing and interrogating kids, and you know, um, just generally being like, you know, quite an evil Empire advocate. Whereas he's just more like angry with her. Than you know, than with other things. So I'd definitely be down to see, yeah, like kind of more of the Inquisitor's powers, and and I mean, we get to see kind of more of uh, the Third Sister as well, particularly towards the end of the episode, where she essentially kind of has, you know, I mean, she's pretty much a, a Sith in a way. You know, she's, she's very capable yeah. with the lightsaber. She deflects shots, you know, at will. She's takes out that, you know, the speeder with with that kind of explosion box or whatever it is. Um, you know, she's definitely like you know capable of fighting which is quite interesting um so yeah it would be it'd be cool to see the others um kind of in action as well but um so interesting i found i mean what was your overall opinion of this episode because it seems to be the lowest rated episode out of the four that we've had so far which i thought was quite interesting because by no means do i think it's a bad episode by no means do i think any of them are bad episodes i just kind of well, maybe sometimes people come in quite harsh on the judgment of what they're expecting to see. I personally preferred this one to some of the like earlier ones. Um, kind of, well, I mean, maybe like the kind of you know, maybe the second episode. I mean, the third episode was, was good. Um, this one, I thought, you know, I, as, I, as I said earlier, I, I like the detail that we get on the Inquisitors and, and Fortress Inquisitorius and uh. Also, I thought actually there were kind of more st- like 
standout scenes in this one in certain ways. For example, um, oh, look, well, I don't know if you thought, but the scene where um, Leia's in that uh, in the torture thing, yeah. and Obi Wan cuts off the lights. Yeah, so that that's a really cool scene. That really well shot. But even like the kind of you know when the third sister is interrogating her, um, I actually you know I'd had some issues with. Uh, Leia's kind of acting um, in some of the earlier episodes, but I felt that in that one, actually, she her acting is kind of a little bit stronger there. Um, even though, like, I mean, there were points where I did think the third sister was going a bit far. That it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of uh, almost kind of funny, you know, the way that she assumes that Leia knows so much about the path, which is the sort of early re- rebels um, group. Um, yeah. which I, you know, I thought was kind of um, quite assumptive of her and kind of funny because, you know, essentially like Leia is a 10 year old and she only, you know, like whatever she would know is so limited anyway that is it really worth interrogating her? Unless Leia does know, you know, all sorts of, you know, maybe I'm just, I'm the fool for assuming a child wouldn't have as much of an, a, a role. But I don't know, I just felt it was kind of funny that like she was so determined to get something out of Leia when actually you know, it's probably only so much that Leia would know, really, you know? Mm. But maybe, I guess, it, maybe she pushes harder because she can tell that she's Force-sensitive in some way. Or maybe she's not strong enough, but they they usually can tell if the other person's Force-sensitive, can't they? Yeah, I mean, I, there was something kind of going on between them in, in terms of, you know, with the third sister kind of assuming that she would know something and then, you know, thinking that Leia is like just a kind of you know, scared kid who's going to give it up. But then Leia kind of turns around on her and is like, oh, well, I'll have to speak to my father if, you, if you'd if you want to know that. And it's like, oh, got you there, third sister. Actually, Leia is kind of thinking more politically and understands, you know, the kind of the gravity of, of the situation that she's in, that she's being kidnapped. And actually, it's like something that can do quite badly to the Empire, um, you know, and to their allies, really. But I thought that was kind of like an interesting sort of turnaround and, and, you know, it tells you something about, like, Leia at that point as well, that she's actually quite, you know, I mean, for a 10-year-old, I mean, we'd seen that she, you know, she's smart, but in these sorts of situations where it's kind of a little bit more, I mean, you know, kind of frightening and, you know, hostile, actually, you know, it was was kind of interesting to see her pull it off, really, um, and, and not give anything away. Isn't it funny that this whole time, probably leading up to this particular series, that people thought we're going to see a young Luke, but we've spent the whole entire series with a young Leia? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's. But you know, I, I personally, you know, as a fan of 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 like, especially Leia in the New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, I like seeing the kind of sassy early Leia. You know, it, it, I feel it's something that was missed out on in in later kind of films, but. Yeah, I, I'm enjoying kind of seeing how, you know, how she learns to answer back to people and, and not kind of take no for an answer and things like that. It, it's quite, it, it, yeah, it, out of, you know, a lot of the characters, it's, it's you know, I, I feel that they've kind of written her quite well, really. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, I thought it was an interesting kind of point. Also, you get some great action in this, you know, where, with uh, Obi-Wan kind of taking out the stormtroopers and, you know, and slowly gaining his force abilities back by like holding the window together and stuff like that. You know, that was that was quite cool and like, you know, pretty well shot and yeah. Also, you get the you get Vader being Vader. 
like yeah. full Vader. I love how it is a it's a kind of a thing because I always when you see him, there's more to just Vader than obviously the voice, but it's just how he moves yeah. and how there's like been a few people that's played him now. Um, but to just to know that it's Hayden Christensen under there, I don't know, it just gives it and because he's perfect height for it as well. I think he's like six three or six four. So when he's obviously got the boots on and then the helmet on as well, you know, he's probably close to six seven or something like that. So it's just a perfect it's kind of perfect look for Vader, um, body type. And it's it's just going to be very... I mean, where are you kind of hoping? We've got two episodes to go and we don't really know. These episodes seem to fluctuate between 35 minutes or so and 45 to 50 minutes. I mean, is, is there anything in particular that you're going, well, I'm, I'm really hoping this is going to be happening in the next two episodes? Or are you just kind of looking forward to where it goes itself without um, any kind of hope of particular things happening you know i i'm not really sure which direction it is going to go i think i'm kind of curious just to see like how they end season one because obviously from what we know about the characters and i, I feel like we might get some sort of character sacrifice maybe in the form of tala um mm. just because you know she's kind of not featured that prominently later on of course um i feel like there, there will be some some battles probably happening as you know is customary of end of season kind of episodes um but i'm not entirely sure like where that's going to come from whether it'll be kind of with vader or you know he'll be fighting the empire as well maybe it'll be this kind of like you know um the small rebel group and maybe they get taken out um so i i'm, I'm curious to see um i'm also kind of curious one one scene which we haven't mentioned by the way Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 how, how should I describe it? Like the kind of hall of um, frozen Jedi's in oh, um, yeah. in I, I mean I'm calling it the Jurassic Park tree sap because <laughs> ah, it, yes, it, and I don't know if this is like some sort of nod to the fact that there is a new Jurassic Park coming out, but that was an interesting scene, haunting, um, revealing. Well, Kathleen Kennedy involved, haven't you? Who's also the producer of Jurassic Park. Oh, there you go. You know, crossover. Crossover of the century. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I thought that was like a... Yeah, an interesting twist on... You know, we had this in, in, in Mandalorian where, you know, um, Moff Tarkin is kind of doing experiments on Jedis and stuff, and it makes me wonder whether this is, you know, the kind of precursor to that, you know. Um, that may, you know, are they, are they taking out Jedi blood, you know, a la Jurassic Park and trying to clone Jedis or use them for their own uh, ends, whatever they may be. I, I thought that was, you know, that was interesting, especially kind of like seeing the younglings in there as well, which is like, oh, wow, they're, they're really kind of going full spectrum on the Jedis. Like, you know, they're, they're really, yeah, they, they have no scruples about who they take as long as they've got some sort of force sensitive ability and, and then they're kind of locking them up there and experimenting on them, or I don't know, like, what do you reckon? Yeah, well, yeah, because, uh, I mean, well pointed out, there is a running theme of cloning and recreating. We have it in the the sequels, we have it in The Mandalorian, um, so it's definitely a thing, and so it's, it's either they're keeping them for on show or maybe the inquisitors because they're like dark twisted people are keeping them just 
to show as their trophies um, or that, yeah, that's what they're using to create more like-minded force people that are going to, but on the dark side. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I'm kind of at the moment hoping for, maybe in terms of character pop-ups, is a Qui-Gon or a, a Yoda force ghost. I'm more siding towards Qui-Gon because we've never seen that um, than we've seen, yeah. obviously, Yoda. But either way, both both would work for me because Qui-Gon obviously was his master and Yoda does mention he will teach him how to... I mean, that's one of the things. We, we also see that in the clips in episode one of this, that clip of Obi-Wan saying, I will teach you how to reconnect with him or talk with him. So I, f I feel that's... Uh, Something they've teased multiple times. He's been asking for where he is in, I think he does it maybe in like a meditation-type state about three times already in this series, asked to speak to him. So a Qui-Gon appearance should... I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you're right. I think that would be awesome. And I think that's fairly probable at this point. Um, in terms of battles, like what do you see going down in the last two episodes? I, I think it has to come to a head in the sense of I think there has to be a bit more than just an Obi-Wan Darth Vader battle, doesn't it? If they've got this tracking device, they know where they're going. I think it goes yeah, on to what you were saying. I think we're going to have a bit of Rebels versus maybe some Inquisitor slash Stormtroopers along with uh, an Inquisitor. I reckon we're going to have more than one Jedi. Mm. I don't know why, but I just feel we might have another Jedi. Whether it's a named one, I don't know, or it's just another one who's been seeked refuge and is with the rebels themselves. But I, I just feel maybe it'd be an Ahsoka, I don't know, or an Ezra, or a Cal. But I just feel that we might have more than one Jedi yeah. to kind of help. Because I feel unless you have the Inquisitors fight themselves. I feel that's quite a task if we're going to, not to say that all the Inquisitors should be wiped out, but there's three Inquisitors and there's Darth Vader and there's the Emperor somewhere. I feel that's, that's quite heavy-handed on one side just to a, a old, ragged Obi-Wan who's kind of forgot his ways. <laughs> yeah, true. And especially at this point where, yeah, the rebels are, you know, Ice Cube's son. And no, what, who, who did we lose? Wade, I think we lost. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, they're already quite lacking. Yeah, so yeah, I, I agree. It sounds like a good shout, actually. That you know, we're gonna get a few more. Put uh, put back out there. I'm going for a Qui Gon Force Ghost, and I'm going for another Jedi. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that sounds good to me, Ben. I I I I hope so too. <laughs> well, let's see. We're we'll catch up with you guys next week, and in a couple of days, we will know maybe some of those answers to some of those predictions.